You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. I recently spoke to one of my coaching clients who got more phone numbers, dates, and women in bed in the last month than he had in the past two years. How did he pull it off? Well, it wasn't because he suddenly developed a sick game that gets women hot and bothered the second he says hi. He didn't win the lottery, start taking steroids to get in amazing shape, or magically grow to be six foot three overnight. The truth is, he had all the tools he needed to get these results. All he had to do was adopt the core philosophy of my program, TED. TED stands for Tension, Entertainment, and Dominance. This is all you need to consistently attract, seduce, and date gorgeous and amazing women. To learn more, just go to coachedbytrip.com. Click the green button to apply for a free strategy session and pick a time when you're free. On that call, you'll speak to one of our highly trained experts who will help you develop a game plan specific to your situation in order to reach your dating goals without having to change who you are or fake your personality. Now, back to the podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, I'm going to be playing for you a really awesome YouTube live that I had recently. I don't know how many of you check out my YouTube channel. If not, you should check it out, youtube.com slash tripadvice. And at the date of recording this, Thursday, October 27th, we are coming in at almost a million subscribers. Pretty amazing. Pretty excited. And I've been going live again recently just because I missed it. And I wanted to connect with people who wanted questions asked and, and just chat with y'all. So I've been doing that on Tuesdays if you want to check it out. And I thought, you know what? I did a, I did a pretty good live the other night. And when I say pretty good, I just mean I, I feel like the advice is, is very practical, very useful, and it would really help you guys out. And you know I don't like to leave my podcast listeners out in the dust. So I wanted to show you what I talked about. And you're going to hear that here with three ways to be a rock star with girls. And I go over some high-level stuff, explaining some of the most important things that you need to be doing as a guy to get results with women. So you're really going to like it, and you're going to get a lot out of it. And then I think it's cool that you can hear me answer some questions. So I go and do some content for maybe like 20, 25 minutes, something like that. And then I answer questions from guys who have joined the live stream. And if you want to join the live stream on YouTube, you can. I do it Tuesdays around 5.36 p.m. I don't know how much longer I'll be doing it at that time, at that day, but check it out. At least I have been for the past month and a half, and I want to do it again, so I'll be doing it next week and the week after. Probably do it for the rest of the year, to be honest with you. So yeah, you're going to learn a lot. It's really awesome stuff, and definitely subscribe to the channel if you haven't. If you are a person who does view YouTube content, love to have you over there. Let's get into it. Here it is. Three ways to be a rock star with girls. Let's get started. What are we talking about here today? Today, we're talking about proven ways to be a rock star with women. And there's three things I wanted to, to share with you here. And I got these three things uh, mainly a lot recently from kind of going over in my head, almost like summary status of what I've been telling guys who have been in the coaching program, in the TripAdvice coaching program. Like, what does it really take to actually get results? Like, what is it? A lot of guys ask good questions, but I don't know if they're asking the right questions. You know, they ask a lot of good questions. Okay, how do I know if a girl likes me? How do I flirt? What do I say? All good things, but to really understand what it's going to take to be very good with women and dating and get the results you want, you have to look at everything holistically. You really need to zoom out. If you guys follow my podcast, How to Talk to Girls, I do talk about this quite a bit, quite extensively there, but I think that it, it begs to be talked about again, which is why we're here. That's what we're going to do. So let's get into it. Okay. So let, let's let's go a little bit into, let's zoom in a little bit into the interactions that you're having with women, okay? And the basic idea behind that. So just know off the bat, 
when it comes to attraction, attracting women, getting women interested in you, simply put, if you're not having fun in the interaction, if you're not enjoying it on some level, she's not going to enjoy it either. Okay? Understand that right now. If she is not having fun in the interaction, attraction can't be built. And a lot of that is going to be based on your energy, your output, and the things that you're doing. So if you're talking to a woman on a date, let's say, you look really shy, you seem really nervous, you seem uncomfortable, the nervousness is showing, that nervousness is going to make her feel uncomfortable. She's no longer going to be having fun. Everything comes back to that simple concept. Now, I don't want to get too confused here and I don't want to get too deep in the woods with how this kind of relates to friend zone because a woman could be having a great time with you and only see you as a friend. So we're not going to be talking right now with the girls that you're already in the friend zone with. It's the girls that you are meeting online, you're meeting in person in the very beginning, right? So those things that you're doing in the very beginning before there is even a friend zone at all. And it all starts with understanding that if she's not enjoying the interaction, this is kind of common sense, right? I think we, we almost know most of this, but then it becomes, how do you do it? Which we'll talk about that in a bit. But I think that the problem is, is that guys think about attraction and conversation way too logically. And because they overthink it and it's, it's, it's too logical in their head, it's really hard for them to get results. It's hard for them to get to the level where they're having more fun and things are taking on more emotion, okay? So what I mean is, is guys really focus so much on, okay, what's the exact words to do the opening and how do I go from opening to continuing the conversation to then seamlessly go to then getting her number and it has to work in this logical way. And there are formulas and there are things that you could follow to do and there are some you know training wheels, so to speak, that you can, you can get to do that. But you eventually end up learning that you can throw all of that away. Okay, you can throw all of that away, which means that you can really almost do anything you want in conversation and not have to think so logically about where it's flowing, where it's going. And I say this concept related back to what I'm just talking about, because if you go into conversation just trying to have a good time, you won't be focused so much on the logical, okay, step one, step two, step three, and just be having a good time. And so sometimes that means going into a conversation on a date, on an approach, whatever, talking about whatever you want to talk about and not thinking so linearly, okay? Meaning you're not thinking, okay, well, she said this thing because she's talking about this topic. Now we got to maneuver and, and I got to talk a little bit more about that topic. So then it has to, it's like, no, you can really just go and bounce around and do whatever you want. And the whole idea is women are going to be more attracted to that because they're going to see that you don't care and they want to know that you are not so in your head and don't care as much. So the conversation can flow in a way and be more smooth without thinking of it on a linear process. Make sense? So number one, if you're not having fun, she's not having fun. You have to let loose. You have to say things and test things out. You need to try things. When I was going out learning how to meet women, this is exactly what I was doing. And of course, I did mess up quite a bit and I said dumb things and I made a lot of dumb mistakes, but throwing myself out there to do that helped me understand and learn about this concept of not having a linear conversation and being able to take conversation wherever I want. I'm focusing on this a lot, guys, because I know that a lot of guys ask me these questions about what to say, what are the topics, what are you saying? And I have answers to that, but the more advanced, almost more important one is almost doesn't matter what you say. It's more of how you're saying it. It's more of the vibe that you're giving off. It's more of the energy that you're putting out there. That's gonna be the most important. Cool, let's go to number two, how to be a rock star with girls. So I talk about this idea of volume quite a bit 
which ties into this idea of abundance. And this one actually came up today. I decided to add this one to the list of things I wanted to talk about because I hear this happen way too much when I'm talking to clients, when I'm giving advice. Gentlemen, you're not thinking enough about your ideal dating situation. Combined with that, you're not thinking enough about the kind of woman you want to be with. So yeah, there might be a woman that you know you're attracted to. Okay, you're really into blondes or whatever. You know, you know she's got to like this and that. And that's all fine. But I want to take it deeper. I want to talk about, about this idea of an ideal dating situation. So what happened today is I was on, the, I was on a call with a guy. And he asked me this question. He said, he said, hey, Trip. So I got this girl who I'm like kind of working with. She's like kind of, I don't want to give away who this person is. So I'll be careful when I say this. But let's just say she's like a client of his. They kind of like work together. And he wants to ask her out. So he goes into all the details. Okay, so we're talking and this is happening. We're going to talk soon. And I want to take her to this event and da, 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 da. And I said, okay, okay, cool. I said, where does she live? Okay, she lives in Canada. I said, okay, where do you live? He lives in Texas. Do we see a problem here, gentlemen? She lives very far. And he's asking advice on how to attract this woman. When He's not even asking the right question or thinking about the ideal scenario. So obviously, it's not ideal to be starting a dating relationship with someone who lives that far away. I would even say it doesn't even make sense to be starting a dating relationship that, from a girl who lives even an hour and a half away. So it's not just about distance here. That's not just my, my big point that I'm trying to make. But it's about really thinking in an abundant mindset. So I've asked him, I said, okay, listen. I said, before I go on a rant to tell you that this is wrong, you need to discover this on your own. So let's make up a fake scenario. Let's say that there are two women that are exactly the same and one lives in Canada and one lives close to you. Which one are you picking? Obviously, he said the one that lives close to him. So I need you to be thinking more about what's ideal for you. So maybe that ha- so there's a, there's a there's a few examples. Another one could be children. So if you don't have any children and there's a woman that you like that has children, is that ideal for you? Okay. Let's say you're 35 years old, there's a woman you really like and she's 21 years old. Is that ideal for you? Maybe you're divorced, you do have kids. Maybe you do want to be with someone who also has kids. Maybe that is more ideal. So really think about the dating situation, the lifestyle. I ask you to think about some of these things because when we start to think about what's ideal for us, we start entering the abundant mindset instead of trying to get the girls that are closest to us. Okay, the one who works with us or is related to our work, the one that, the girl that lives next door, the girl at the coffee shop. And I relate this all back to volume because most guys who are in this, in this mindset, who are going for these non-ideal situations don't have enough volume. And I said that to, uh, to my client, I said, let me guess, you're, you're not going out there meeting a lot of women, are you? And he said, no, I'm not. I said, of course you're not, because it shows, because you probably wouldn't be asking me this question if you had other options. If you are in an actual abundance of women, if you are putting the right work into getting more dates, and so you're putting in that work and effort and getting the volume, what will happen is you'll naturally start to move towards the ideal, because as soon as you're in an abundance of women, you're going to start to come to your senses and not like the fact that this one woman lives far away, this woman has a kid, this whatever, whatever it may be. Um, okay, so someone said this. I don't agree with this. There are only few suitable women, so a woman is not easily exchangeable. Abundance when it comes to women only works if you have zero standards. Not true at all. You, can, you, you should have standards. 
Okay. Here's the thing. You need standards and volume. And people who are having so much trouble meeting women either don't have the volume, so they're not, they're not putting in the right effort, okay? They're not putting in the right effort. They're not having the volume or a few things. Or uh, their non-negotiables are too tight. So you have too many non-negotiables. So you're looking for some sort of unicorn. That's a problem too. And then I get some guys who say, well, I live in a city where there's no, there's no good women. Okay, well, I'll come back again to volume. Are you really putting in the effort? And if they say, yeah, I'm swiping an hour, an hour and a half every day. I have a really great profile. I'm going out all the time. I'm joining clubs. I'm going to networking events. I'm going to singles events. And they're doing all that. It's still not working. Well, it should. And something is going wrong. But most people aren't doing that. And then some guys come to me and say, well, I live in a small city. I live in a small town. How do I get that volume? Yeah, you're right. There's no, I don't have an answer for you. Like no, there's no answer. Like, I don't know what to tell you. If you're putting in your best effort, you live in a small town. There's nothing you, there's nothing you can do. You have to move. Some guys, that's too extreme for some guys, but I, I, that's, I don't know what to tell you. So an abundant mindset is something that you can kind of tap into. It mainly comes from actually being in an abundance. You can fake it a little bit. I have a little technique called the uh, high status filter. So you can act as if, right? So you have this filter in your head, high status filter, and you you say to yourself, okay, there's this girl, kind of like her, she lives kind of far, she has this or that, and I want to go for her. Okay, well, let me do the high status filter. If I had 50 other women texting me right now, is this an ideal situation? So there's the, there's the exercise that you can do. Okay. <laughs> How about you become a rock star? Yeah, becoming a literal rock star helps, but not practical advice. Okay. So that's number two. Number one, we talked about you got to have fun. You got to make sure the conversations are engaging. You're having a good time. It's on like the micro level, kind of zoom out macro level. We talk about number two, abundance, volume, and your ideal dating situation. And number three, we talked about this a bit on the last one. So if you're not getting the results you want, you have to be very realistic about your situation. What I found, and I'm not calling anyone out here specifically, but what I have found and this goes with anything. And by the way, I'm guilty of this too. I'm, I'm no more special than any of you guys in this situation. Meaning, I found that a lot of people in general are pretty lazy people. And they don't really actually want to put in the work. Or they're delusional and think that they are putting in the work, but it's not the real work. And Guilty over here. I've, I've been in, in many cases with many different things, semi-delusional of not realizing the real effort and work that has to be involved to get a result in a certain area. And we have the choice to put in that work or not. This is not really a motivational rant here. I'm not really trying to motivate you to put in the work. It's really up to you. I'm here today to just give you more of the reality of what is necessary. And a lot of people play victim and they they blame a lot of outside factors and they just don't do what's necessary. And that's fine. You could do that if you want to and I'm not I'm not trying to be passive aggressive here. That's totally fine. You know you don't have you could play victim. You could do that if you want. You don't have to put in the work. No one's forcing you but then you probably won't be able to get what you want. Someone said on TikTok, what is the work? I'll be going into that in a, in a second. So what I mean is, and I said this a little bit ago, if you're not willing to, so here's, here, here's one thing, like people don't want to cough up the money to get professional pictures for their online dating photos. And usually, you know, oh, they don't have enough money. Oh no, it's going to be lame. It's not really going to work but mostly it comes down to they just don't want to invest in it. And and it blows my mind. It's like, well, it's been proven that if you do that, you're going to get better results. 
while you're blaming outside factors. And I don't want to hear, well, what if, what if they are poor? What if we're really, we don't have the money to, to invest in, in the thing that's going to get us help? Then you save up. And if you can't save dollars, then you're in the wrong career because life costs money. And in order to get results in some areas, you might need to invest. Okay, that's just one small example. Other things are, like I said earlier, swiping for an hour and a half a day. That might not be necessary, but for some, it, it might. But I can hear you now. An hour and a half a day, who's got the time? Who wants to do that? Who wants to put that much work in? Again, you don't have to, but that's what might be necessary to get the results. So it comes down to really priorities. Priorities and living in the reality of what it takes. Some people really want to get good at approaching women. They want to get over their approach anxiety. Okay, if you want to, but, but then I have people who, who say they have that, but they have no time to approach. It's like, well, what do you want someone to say to you? It's like saying you want a six pack, but you don't have any, you don't have time to do ab workouts or eat healthy and correctly. So a lot of this comes back to, I've talked about this quite a bit too on this YouTube channel, is what you put in is what you get out. So if you're not happy with what you're getting, obviously something needs to change. And sometimes, and this is where I'm trying to help you guys here, sometimes we have to really change our mindset here. Sometimes do a a 180 on our mindset to think about what needs to be done to get the results that we want. And sometimes it's a lot more than we would imagine we have to do. And we might say it's unfair. And then we go back in a victim mindset. Well, it's unfair. And why do we have to do that? And girls have it easy and modern women and da, 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 da. Again, it's kind of up to you. You can give up. I don't think your life is going to be that much more fulfilling if you do. So I don't want you to by any means. But this is what I'm talking about here. I was talking to a guy who signed up for coaching today. And he told me what he did for work. I hope he's here now. I told him to join this. And he told me he's an entrepreneur. He started a business doing lawnscaping and lawn work for people. I said, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, it's, uh, I started it from scratch. It's a multi-million dollar company at this point. I work all the time. I got, I got 20 employees. He started it out of nowhere. I think he bought a course. What was it? Was it on YouTube? Yeah, I think it was on YouTube. Or he found a guy on YouTube that talked about like how to build a lawnscaping business. And I love stories like that. I'm like, that's so cool. So we start digging in. We're talking a little bit about it. I'm like, how much money did it take? Like, how much money did you have to put up and invest to just start that business? And he kind of added some stuff up. It was maybe like a couple thousand dollars, which, in, in, you know, that's nothing, right? Some, some businesses, you need hundreds of thousands of dollars to start up something really big. And it got me thinking, it's like, anyone can do something like that. Like, anyone can do that. Like, if you have, and I know this is a dating advice channel, but I'm just trying to give you examples in, in different ways to help you here. But like, it's just to give you ideas about laziness and, and hard work. It's like, we should never play victim. There's always something you can do and create. He started from just a couple of pieces of equipment, going around, selling, doing landscaping, and then growing it from there. I remember someone once told me, if anyone wants to just start a business, here's one. You just start going around. You, you, get, a, you get some equipment to wash cars. You go door to door. You knock on the door. And you say, would you like your car washed for whatever amount? You'll absolutely get some yeses. I mean, I don't know. I I would say yes. Some kid comes to me. It's like, hey, man, I'll wash your car. It's going to be amazing. It's 20 bucks or whatever. I'd be like, yeah, for sure. And then what can you do? Well, you can save up more money and then you can get better equipment. And then you can have referrals from the people who are, you're washing their car. And then you can maybe save up enough money where you put some money into getting a piece of, property where you can have your own car washing business. And now it's a a place that you could do that is a brick and mortar. 
Like, why couldn't anyone start that? And of course, the you know, you probably hear reasons of of excuses. Again, I'm not trying to sit here to tell you, okay, this is what you need to do to make money and and all that stuff. I just think that a lot of people have a lot of excuses of why they can't do the things they need to do. And I'm a human just like you, and I've been through all of it. And I can speak to this because I, I have conversations with myself every day about things I don't want to do or things that I'm like, because I'm just, we're, sometimes we're wired like that. Like, oh, you just said, oh, I mean, that's too hard. Why? I, that's bullshit. I don't, I shouldn't do that, you know, whatever. And then you, you almost have like this conversation with yourself. You're talking to yourself, you're fighting with yourself. Like, no, like, well, I forgot. What's my end goal? What's the reason I want to do this? And then you come back to the reason why and you go, okay, I got to do it. Like here, quick example right here. I would rather not be doing a YouTube live at this time. Okay. Like I'd rather do it earlier because at this time I've already been on coaching calls, creating content, you know, hungry. If I had it my way, I would love to do a live like 12 p.m maybe even 10 a.m., but I know that more people are probably watching when it's later. Well, I want to do a live. I like to do them. I want to do them. I know they're in support. It's It helps support trip advice. So I got to do it. Again, I want to do the live. I'm here because I want to, but it's just an example. Sometimes we got to do things that we don't want to do so we can look at the end goal of what we really want. And where is it in your dating life that you can look and say, what do I really want? What am I really looking for? What's really important to me? And if something is important enough, you'll figure out a way to solve it. And if you can't figure it out, there are solutions for you. Luckily, we have the internet where you can solve almost any problem that you want, especially in the personal development space, which is pretty amazing. And there's like a coach for everything. I mean, I think every week I hear about a coach a niche type of coach that helps in, li- in every little area of life. It's crazy. You know, there's just so many opportunities for you to become that best version of yourself. It's great. So in summary, if you're not one, having interactions that are fun, enjoyable for you, for her, it's going to be hard to go further and be able to get more dates. Two, if you don't have the understanding of what is an ideal dating situation for you combined with getting into the abundant mindset, if you don't have that, also going to be tough. So we want that. We want that for you. And number three, being in reality of what it takes to get what you want with an emphasis on number three, because I feel like I, I do come in contact, especially sometimes on these lives with people who are very close to giving up. And so this is the, this is the reality. That's it. Mike said, why does it feel like every, every we do is just to get some, get a good job, get in shape, nice things as a means to an end to get with women? I mean, it shouldn't be a means to an end to get women. Shameless promotion. I talk about this in my book. Okay. So this is on Amazon. If you want to get it, it's like 10 bucks. Kindle version, audio version available. I talk about this. Okay. So to answer your question, Mike, you don't want to be doing those things to get a little bit of ass. Okay. You do those things for you and the byproduct becomes women. You want a nice career. You want to make money. You want to get in shape. You want all those things so you have a fulfilling life. And then getting women becomes easier. So that's why we do those things. Someone said, I've been struggling with vaping and it's been interfering with my life. Any advice? Well, I don't want really to give advice on quitting addictions, but Nick Kroll talked about on his uh his latest hour-long comedy special that he went to a hypnotist and it uh, helped him. So just a thought. Guys, you got to be more specific with your questions. Someone on Instagram said, I'm a dancer. I have many girls next to me, but I don't know why I'm alone. Well, are you talking to them? Are you doing this correctly? Think about that. So real quick, as you see, 
right here. There's a link to coaching. A lot of guys are struggling to be able to do this on their own. We have the absolute top-notch coaches over here at TripAdvice that where guys are signing up every day and getting results every day. We get text messages every day about them being able to meet the kinds of women they want. We get lots of, lots of text messages of guys who are like, wow, just slept with the girl. I never thought I'd be able to do that. We are the solution to help you when it gets really tough. Or if it's not that tough and you just want this to be fast process for you, we have coaches on staff that will help you get to that point where you are getting into the kinds of results that you want, where you come back to your why and then we help you achieve that. So we are taking calls. And finally, uh, more people here on staff at TripAdvice as we continue to grow and we more people who are able to take calls. So we are accepting more calls. I have had to reject a lot of calls, unfortunately, over the past many years because I just can't, I can't, couldn't do them all. And now we're able to do it. So if you need help, don't do this on your own. Apply for coaching. We can chat. The first call is free. If anything, you do take away from that call a great game plan for you so you know what to do in the future. So it's a win-win. Either that or you end up doing coaching with us and we absolutely kill it for you. So tripadvicecoaching.com. Okay, let's go to some questions. Found out my ex-fiance cheated on me last year. She was perfect for me up until then. Should I take her back? Absolutely not. I love that we're going to tie this back into today's topic. Would you rather... It's gonna, this is going to be a funny question, but bear with me here. Would you rather have an option to take her back or be with someone who has never cheated on you? Think about that for a second. Really think about that. I know that your mind is super obsessed and into and tunnel visioned on that one girl. But ideally, you probably would not take her back. You probably would go for someone who has not cheated on you. And I know that sounds like a funny question because it's like, well, there's millions of women that haven't cheated on me. Yes, there are. And they are available to you. Mike said, 11 months into sobriety, how do I have fun on a date while being sober? Well, you need to figure out what's fun for you. 11 months, I'm hoping that you've discovered how to have a good time without alcohol. If you haven't, that would be your first step, isn't it? I remember you mentioned that texting should only be used as a means of setting up a date. Does that apply when you're actually dating a girl? Uh, yeah, generally speaking, it does. You will be able to build more attraction in person. There's no real good reason to be having long text conversations. And if I tell you that it's okay to text a girl while you guys are dating, you will have long, I know you will, you will have long text conversations and they will not do anything but hurt you. Because you might say something that might ruin it. You might show your neediness. And also you're going to have a better time being able to connect in person rather over text. Okay, someone said, how do I say to wife a girl? I don't want to go into answering this question right now only because I just did a video on this. The exact answer to that question is on a, a video that I put out yesterday, okay? Tips on being flirtatious and initiating touch. You can get more answers on that topic on my channel here. I'm actually going to put another flirting video out a couple soon. Just go to my channel, type in flirting. I think you will get more value from that than me giving you like a two-minute answer here. So check that out. All right. We'll put Jesse on. Jesse, you ready? All right. We're back. We're back, brother. How you doing, man? Good, good. So my results and, you know, the women who are showing attention to me are reflection of where I am in life and, you know, the SMV scale, because my uh, younger years, when I first created my dating profile, wasn't getting any, well, I was getting like one match a month and recently creating, you know, redoing all the pictures. And I am going to eventually get a professional photo shoot in the future too, but just taking higher quality pictures, you know, I saw the difference 
But now, you know, I'm going from a place from little to no results to, you know, a lot of low-hanging fruit showing attention towards me. And that reflects in my social circle, too, and my, um, you know, approaches in real life, too. You know, there's girls in my social circle who, you know, they've got a little bit of baggage. They've got children, but they're showing me a lot of attention. And then same with, you know, the matches I'm getting on the dating apps and, you know, I'm getting a whole bunch of matches. It seems good, but you know, some of them, some of them aren't exactly women. Some of them, you know, they uh, unmatch me. As soon as I send the first message, some of them don't respond. Some of them ghost. some of them, you know, go radio silent when I go for the meetup. So that's still a lot. I need to sort through. It's just, you know, I'm glad I'm doing better than, in my younger years, but there's still, you know, lots of frustration, lots of anxiety around this. And it's like, I'm trying to, you know, latch on to every low hanging fruit that I can get, you know, and a lot of these women, I wouldn't even consider a long-term relationship material. I've just, you know, set up, you know, friends with benefit arrangements with, you know, most of them anyways. Okay. So it sounds like you got to the next step, you're getting more attention, but it's not attention from the kinds of women you want. Yeah. And I know I can get there. You know, if I keep, you know, working on improving every area of my life, you know, being more attractive, you know, money, uh, eventually doing those professional photo shoots. I know I can get there. It's just, it's just really frustrating. You know, it's months, years of, you know, doing stuff just to get a few results. And yeah, it's just a lot of frustration, anxiety, you know, worrying about ghosting and flaking now and all that craziness. I know it's like, once you solve a problem, you have new problems. I don't know if that ever ends, to be honest with you, you know, and then you get into a relationship and then you're like, well, shit, how do I, how do I keep her around? And then you get married and you're like, well, how do I make sure that she doesn't cheat? And we have a great relationship. And and then you have kids and you're like, well, how do I raise my kids great and keep them off of drugs? And there's always going to be a new problem. So I'm curious though. you said an interesting, you said anxiety. What, what's this anxiety exactly? You know, when it comes to the real life, you know, Examples, you know, if the woman, you know, I'm trying to make a move on, I uh, have to do it right in a calibrated way to, you know, if I want to invite her back to my place so I don't taint the well so that, you know, I can stay on good terms in my social circle, you know, right. online so, dating too. So, so what I'm hearing basically is a lot of perfectionist talk. Mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself a perfectionist? I'm trying to be, but you know, I'm no, no, you don't, perf- you know, no, that's bad. You don't want to be a perfectionist. Okay. You don't want to be a perfectionist. You need to keep this a little bit more loose. Okay. Mm-hmm. You need to, so, you know, you ever heard the term staying outcome independent? Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. So a, a way to look at that more practically is when you're going through a process like this, you're going to be making a ton of mistakes and a ton of errors most of the, this is almost in anything in life really too. Most of the time, it's just going to be a lot of mistakes and errors and fuck ups until something ends up working. And then you're like, oh, I found the thing that works. And then you keep doing that. If you get in too much, well, there's so many reasons why perfectionist mindset is bad. But the one reason I guess related more to you here today is it's causing you anxiety, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that you're so focused on the end result you want it so bad which i appreciate and that's great but it's causing you to get too frustrated by it and you have to be looking at this as a longer process and also look at the wins by the way that's pretty amazing like you made some changes you got some results okay maybe it's not exactly where you want to be but it's a little bit closer isn't it well that's pretty awesome i mean that's that that's great to the more practical advice If I were you, I would be spending at least $500 on new photos. Okay. And to everyone else out there, there's a company out there. I recommend them to pretty much everyone that we work with in the coaching program. They're not cheap, but they take the best photos. It's the match artist. I don't get paid to promote them at all. And like I said, they're not cheap, but they're amazing. So you get what you pay for. And I don't like when guys cheap out and get bad photos because it's not like the goal is to get a photo shoot. The goal is to get good photos and the photo shoot is the vessel to take you there. But you might hire someone who's not as good or who knows, 
You got to get really good photos. Also, I would do it without the glasses. I think mm-hmm. glasses, unless they're like cool, like thick framed glasses that look a little bit more stylish, right? And make you more attractive. So I'd work on that as well. Maybe even the grooming, I'd probably take it down to either just a full stubble or get rid of the the patch right here. Right. I mean, but like, even if, you know, I uh, do it without glasses and then I meet up with the girl for the date and she says, sees I'm wearing glasses. Well, well, why don't you contacts? Maybe, or I'll, I'll get, you know, glasses that maybe look better on me. So, or, or do that or get LASIK or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you need to do. Um, right. but more importantly, get photos and listen, you might get photos and they might be just okay. Mm-hmm. And then you might need to get photos again in another year. I don't know. Who knows? You might have to keep on tweaking and testing, but how old are you again? I'm 27. Dude, you're 27. You're not 40. So all right. tell that anxiety to shut the fuck up. Focus. Okay. You're on the right path. You're doing great. You're showing up to these lives. You're coming on here. You're asking questions. You're doing good, man. It's not meant to happen that fast. I mean, it can. You can do a lot to make it happen fast. But hey, we have busy lives. We're doing stuff. So, you know, you're fine. And don't worry too much about what happened. Just get on the dates, enjoy it, have fun. Like I said today, like, you know, the first thing and the first tip today was just like, enjoy it, try to have fun and don't worry. Expect that it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. That's helped me a lot in my life with almost everything. It's like, I, I don't, and it's not, I'm not trying to, I don't be pessimistic. Like this isn't going to work. And just like, yeah, I, I'm, I, I hope it does. I'm optimistic and I hope it does, but I'm not here to expect anything. I'm here to test and see. And that's a way to, to reduce the anxiety, the perfectionism and go through this process with just a little bit of calmness. Okay. All right. Does that help? Thank you. Trip. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Jesse, you're welcome, man. Thank you. David Palmer. What some from Instagram, what would you recommend older people to do a uh, real quick guys? If you're not uh, following me on Instagram, you should be, I do a lot of DMing with people. So you could say Hello. God, these people, so negative, man. What's what's with you people? Someone on TikTok. Think of the quality of women he'll get. Best tip, go overseas and find someone who loves you for you. Be yourself. Yeah, good advice, pal. It's not going to work. All right. What do you do for older people? Dude, we have, we have guys in their 60s who join the coaching program. So, yeah, we have guys who join the coaching program who are over 60. It shouldn't matter. But guys who were in their 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70s, you have opportunities to have a great dating life. Absolutely. Is going to clubs as a 50-year-old man weird? I mean, if you go to a club and you buy a table, you're not going to be looked at weird. But you don't necessarily have to go to a club as a 50-year-old guy. There's plenty of other ways to meet women. I read your book. It's fantastic, especially the TED strategy. Thanks. Thanks, Brand Hom. Trip, simple advice on how to stop caring about what people think about you. Okay. I've talked about this in length as well. I'm trying to sum this up for you. Simple advice on how to stop caring what people think about you. Remember that people don't care about you as much as you think they do. You are living in a false reality of how you think people are viewing you. You think people care about you. You think that they're judging you and thinking about you. They don't really give a shit. You care way more. Cool. Trip, if you're having a good interaction, do you just say, I'm really enjoying the conversation with you. Would you like to hang out sometime? I don't know the context of which you're meeting this person, but yeah, something along those lines. I mean, I'd probably say like, hey, this has been fun. I wouldn't say I'm really enjoying the conversation with you. It would be implied if you say, Hey, listen, I got to run, but I should grab your number. We should hang out sometime. You know, someone asked here, I don't have trouble getting a conversation going with a woman, but it's hard for me to close the deal and ask for her number. How can I make it easier? Well, the fact that you think it's hard because it's not technically hard, right? You only think it's hard to ask for her number because you don't want to get rejected. So really you're fearing rejection and the fear of rejection. That's not scary. You want to know what's really scary? What's more scary than getting rejected? Knowing how many opportunities you've missed because you didn't go for them. That will keep you up at night. 
Not the rejections. I'll tell you right now, getting rejected from a girl won't keep you up at night. You won't care. You won't think about that. You will rarely, you will laugh probably. It'll be probably a good story. But what keeps you up at night is remembering that one time where you're like, oh, why didn't I ask her for a number? Why didn't I make that move? Why didn't I do it that way? That hurts. And I don't, I'm not just saying, like I really truly mean that. Like that, that's the stinger right there. Is there a way to say to a girl, I'm not actively looking for a relationship right now as I'm content with myself and happy with working on myself without sounding like I'm some sort of recluse. I'm curious what that situation is, Sam. I don't think you'll ever want to say that to a girl unless she's asking you for it. You don't need to say that. Okay. I'm able to understand what you say, but how do you encourage yourself that people don't care as much as you think in the moment? It's just the truth. Do you have to encourage yourself that the sky is blue? When you look up and the sky is blue, it's just, that's what it is. This isn't a motivational statement. This is just a fact. They don't, they don't. Maybe for like a split second, you know, you go and approach a girl and then there's people around you and you get scared because they're looking. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they are judging you in that moment. You know what happens? Like five minutes later, they're back to their boring lives and their own drama and what they're making for dinner that night. And you are just a faint memory at that point. Rejections, someone said on, on Instagram, rejections are polarizing at first, but if you keep at it, it gets easier and you start to care less about her reaction. It becomes humorous after a while. Yeah, you just literally, you become so numb to it, you just don't care. It becomes like nothing. What if a girl just got out of a toxic relationship and isn't looking for anything right now? Good. Absolutely good. If, she, if, you, if you're dating a girl and she just got out of a toxic relationship, run. Dude, run. You should not be dating any women who just got out of any relationship, even if it was the best relationship of her life, especially a toxic one. Also, my yellow flags are up when she says she got out of a toxic relationship because I don't know for sure if it was toxic because of her or him. So something to think about. Yeah. Any tips on how to stay out of the friend zone? You just, uh, you got to it's not got you got you got to be kind of going back to what I said earlier really like the real answer to that is like you just can't be afraid of rejection most people get in the friend zone because they're afraid of rejection they go they try to be a friend right they don't want to get rejected how do you deal with super engaged girls who pull back and then become engaged again we have a great time together but texting is hard and she doesn't like talking on the phone either well, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be texting and talking on the phone. You should be hanging out, bro. All you people out there, I was going to say like Gen Z, but it's not just Gen Z. It's millennials too. It's everybody. All, everybody, all you guys out there who are just like trying to text all day. I'm telling you right now, man, wasting your time. Stop. Is that what you want to do? It's like, you want to just like make out with your phone? This is when someone says to me that they've been texting and they have they need texting advice. To me, it sounds like they're really interested in getting advice. How do you make out with your phone? Like, how do you, how do you make out with your phone? Because that's what it sounds like you want to do. You'd rather make out with your phone and get sexual with your phone with a with an inanimate object than being with a real human. So you got to get in person if you want. Again. I won't convince you of that either. It's up to you. I would imagine most people's goals are to get in person. Where's the, oh, that's a good question here on Instagram. Where's the best, most acceptable place to approach where it won't look creepy? So the answer is anywhere you want. Really, 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 really. Stop focusing on what's, what's the best place. Just do it. There's no reason why you shouldn't be approaching whenever you feel like approaching. You see, look what's happening, guys. A lot of these questions stem from the same problem. Someone asked that. Someone asked, what's the place that looks the least creepy? Because you care about what other people think about you. I mean, use your general common sense and social awareness. Like, I don't know. Like You guys, uh, you're in a yoga class and she's right next to you. You're going to approach her. Okay, probably not. 
obviously. But there are times, there are times when obviously it's not appropriate, but you know those times. Any other times, it's fine. Was at the doctor, according to my blood flow test, my ED is all in my mind. Does your coaching address this problem? Uh, yes, it actually does. We do work with guys who have ED. Trip, do you do any coaching for different attachment styles? No, not necessarily. We don't really need to. The most problem is guys who have anxious attachment style. And so a lot of guys have anxious attachment style who work with us just in general. And we do help with that. Absolutely. How to rebuild self-confidence from TikTok. Mike says, you need to prove your, to yourself your worth. And in order to do that, you need to put yourself out there. You need to make small promises to yourself and keep them. That's the way to build confidence, true confidence. That's the real practical way that most people don't tell you. They say, just love yourself, but it's hard to love yourself if you don't have any achievements. So it's really good to have achievements, but you don't need big achievements to love yourself and to have self-esteem. You don't need to become a doctor necessarily or date the hottest girl in the world within a week. You just need to do small things. Have you worked with clients on the autism spectrum? We have, but I will be honest with you, people who are far on the spectrum, we don't typically work with. There's actual coaches that help people. You know, like if you've ever seen on um, Love on the Spectrum, there's specific coaches who work with people who are deep. In, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what the term is even. Far on the spectrum, deep in the spectrum, I don't know. But people who have like Asperger's, absolutely, we work with those guys. Yeah, all the time. I saw a video where a woman was complaining that she doesn't want to be approached at a gas station. You could make the same argument for any other place. I don't want to be approached at the mall. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, there's tons of people or women that say that they might not want to be approached at a certain, and then there's women who will. So just do it. Uh, Sandeep says, I can talk to women and always get their phone numbers. However, most times they don't agree for a date. So you got to start testing things out. You have to maybe start either talking to them more, flirting more, you got to test out different ways. If you're doing the same thing over and over, it's probably not going to work. I was with a 35-year-old divorced single mom last year, and I'm still having trouble moving on. Well, hopefully you're not looking at her social media. You're not in contact with her, and hopefully you are meeting other women. You guys rock. If you need help, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, listen up. Don't do this alone if you don't have to. Top tier coaches here at Trip Advice. We get guys insane results. We're batting a 95% success rate. I would love to say 100, but that 5% is usually guys who don't take the, the work seriously. They show up and they just don't do anything. And we can't help you if you don't do anything. So if you are ready to take the next step and to join a program where you get a dedicated one-on-one coach, and by the way, it's not a lot of, there's not a lot of coaching companies out there who are doing that anymore. It's a lot of group coaching stuff because they were trying to scale their business and put a lot of people in one call so they can do these group calls. They're not, they are effective, but not as effective or even close to effective as working with someone one-on-one and we have that. So you know what to do. Let's hear from you at tripadvicecoaching.com. Go there, apply. Let's chat. Thanks, everybody. You guys rock.